3 o'clock here on The Fan, Evan and Tiki. You got your blood, Nick fans. Hopefully you're happy. Rewind the, the Odyssey app if you want to hear me cry like a baby. And more on Tiki Barber committing a major, major crime against sports vanity last night by leaving a one-point game with three minutes to go. But there is something going on right now in the NFL that I am deeply confused by. And I would assume you're confused by it, too. Yeah. Because a few days ago, you were spiking the football a little bit about being right about something. And that was Bill Belichick is going to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. And he still may be. But as of right now, he still hasn't been hired. The Falcons are doing second interviews with other candidates. There was a report yesterday about an internal dispute over the Falcons' pursuit of Bill Belichick. And as we stand right now on Wednesday, January 4th, I have two questions I'm confused about, Tiki. Your thoughts. Number one, what's going on with the Falcons? And number two, is anyone else interested in the greatest head coach of all time? You know, I I think it's less. I'll, I'll answer the second one first. I think it's less Bill not being interested in the other opportunities. Um, I, look, I don't know where he vacations or where he's going to settle, but I don't know if he necessarily wants to go to the West Coast, right, to mm-hmm. to San Diego. Washington feels like it's it's in transition, right? They have a new, not a new president, but they, like, there's there's new, there's new front office people. It's going to be, it's, it's a transitioning team. Uh, right. team new general manager, yeah. Right, new general manager, but I feel like they replace people upstairs as well. So it's just not ideal for a guy who wants to win right away. Uh, Carolina, I mean, God, they're just a disaster. Their roster is not good right now. And so when I, I think when he looks at the opportunities, the ones that make sense are Atlanta and maybe San Diego or, not, or, or Cal, uh, L.A., the Chargers, but I don't know if he wants to go out there. So it's kind of Atlanta or bust in his mind. So I'm thinking he's saying Atlanta's the one place I want to be that's close proximity-wise to and, and they have a roster that can win right now, but it's not happening. So to your first question, one of two things is, is occurring. Either he's trying to get, like, full power, like he had in New England, mm. and they're pushing back on that, or there's just some debate on whether or not they should go young. Now, there's a lot of hot young candidates out there, including a guy who I mentioned two weeks ago or three weeks ago who should be in consideration for the Giants' as defensive coordinator. His name is Ajiro Evero. Yes. He's he's a great mind. He was on the championships uh, roster, or uh, a staff in, in Los, uh, Los Angeles with the Rams. Then he was Nate's defensive coordinator out in Seattle. And then he was here in Carolina as the defensive coordinator. So he's been fired twice in just one year stints. But he's a really impressive guy, defensive-minded head coach potential. So I think they're really weighing do we want this old guy who wants all this power, or do we want to go with a young upstart who could bring in a different type of offense? What's so crazy is that Atlanta has interviewed Mike Vrabel. They've interviewed Jim Harbaugh. Right. They've and, interviewed Bill Belichick. And they're all getting two. They were get, right. Second interviews. These are all second yeah, interviews. Evero and Vrabel today a second time. Right. You mentioned Evero. They've interviewed a lot of guys. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm Bill Belichick, and I said this to you the other day, Bill Belichick doesn't interview for head coaching jobs. He interviews you. Yeah. And the comparison I use is Meryl Streep, who I think we all we all <laughs> together, she's the greatest actress of all time. Uh, yeah. Get Judy Garland up there. But that's a Judy Garland. Yeah. Overrated. Don't get me slow. <laughs> Who'd you say? Meryl Streep? Greatest Me- actor? Meryl Streep. Well, I mean, who's the greatest actor of all? You want to go Denzel Washington? Well, Denzel. Everybody loves Denzel. Denzel won Hanks, too. Tom Hanks? Betty Davis is a compiler. Yeah, I think Why so, too. Tom, Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah, another one who's overrated. I don't want to get into it. What? Daniel Day-Lewis. Have you watched all of his movies? Daniel yeah. Day didn't do enough movies. He did Lincoln, though, very well. He, he did, did do Lincoln very well. Right. He's right up my alley, by the way. And Gangs in New York, but yeah. still. I, I, well, are you about to argue with me about Tom Hanks? Yeah. He's overrated. Just not Why? That I don't know. Have you seen all of his movies? A lot of them, yeah. Have you I, seen Philadelphia? Yeah. Have He's you a seen, good actor, have bro. Have you seen Captain Phillips? Uh, yes. Have you seen... Big? Yes, I saw Big. Oh, Big is Forrest Gump? Right. I saw Forrest Toy Gump. Story 3? Right. Cast Away, basically acted alone? So here's, guys, the, guys. So here's the thing with... Yes, exactly. Cast he's away. a good actor. He's overrated. It's like Hall of Famers. Is he a good baseball player? No. Is he the best no. of all time? When you have the best of all time, it means you, you're not... It's, it's not method. You're not a method actor. You don't play the same role over and over again. You can, you can be anybody. Now, the one knock on Tom Hanks, and I'll give, I'll give him this... Mm-hmm. 
or give you this Thank to you. your argument. Yeah. He cannot play the bad guy. Exactly. It just it doesn't fit. It's part of my issue. In your mind, you can't make him the bad Thank guy. Thank you. And that's why and Denzel. And, and he's even said that. But that's why Denzel's better because he can go heel or face. And I, he's already shown it. I give you he was the bad guy in Elvis. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know what? Yeah. I haven't gotten through that one yet because I watched the first few minutes and then yeah. we got distracted. I'll give that a look and I'll reconsider. But as of right now, very good actor, overrated. Can we get back to the point? Yeah, sure. Bill you Belichick. Put us on the dis- you put us on the tangent. Well, no, no, I was just trying to say who's the accepted greatest actor. Robert De Niro, actress? Marlon Brando, before we get yelled at by Twitter, are another right. two good ones. Uh, we can't just go with Meryl Streep. Like, is that sure. really offensive? Yeah, I'm good with she's that. She's not even the best actress of all time. Rachel McAdams. Oh, <laughs> oh I love Rachel McAdams. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right, let's just go with Denzel. That, were you good with Denzel? Is that a fine approval? I, I like Denzel. All right. Bill Belichick is Denzel Washington. Denzel doesn't go to a casting director and audition for parts. I mean, he's he's True. Bill Belichick. And so I'm stunned that Bill is even belittling himself enough for an organization that's one squat. I yeah. mean, well, the Atlanta Falcons are now all of a sudden some juggernaut that he's belittling himself, Tiki, enough well, to be equalized with Vrabel yeah. and Harbaugh, and no offense to the other guys because we don't know what they are as head coaches, but unknowns. Right. So when you, when this first felt like it was getting delayed and pushed back, because I mean Jared Mayo got hired like immediately, so it was like, all right, because this is how the cycle's going to go. It's just going to be quick. These guys are going to hire. They identified who they want. They're going to do the interview. They're going to satisfy the Rooney Rule, and and then they're going to hire who they want to hire. Because by the way, that happens every year, whether yeah. we want to believe yeah. it or not. But to me, I would have said this is getting delayed because of the Rooney Rule. Right? They have to go through the process of interviewing however many candidates and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what maybe happened in the process of fulfilling the Rooney Rule, they got impressed by some of these other guys, mm-hmm. right? Especially Ajiro, because um, there is a like you don't want to hire the the guy who tells you he's the smartest guy in the room. But you want to hire the guy who is the smartest guy in the room, and that's who I who who Ajero is. Like he's gonna he's gonna come across as humble, but he knows it all, and it's all to me now about them deciding. Oh man, this kid was impressive. All right, well, you right? have said very confidently, Bill's gonna get the Atlanta job. Well, I where are you standing right now? I only thought that because I know that Atlanta was motivated to trade for Bill, right? If it would have come down to that. Right, I think they kind of knew at some point that it was it was coming to the end of Arthur Smith uh, down in Atlanta, and they have a roster that can win now. Right? They don't. The last thing they need is a coach that's learning on the job. Right, right. And so, Bill makes the most sense if he's available. But my confidence was like ninety five percent it was going to happen. Where's it now? Now it's probably just over fifty, maybe like sixty. So you still think he's getting the job? Though. I still do think it's he's if getting the he job. Doesn't get this job, and again they are interviewing Mike Vrabel for a second time. And I can understand a Falcon fan or a football fan saying, you know what? Not that Vrabel's better than Bill, but he's younger, and I could have him for a longer period of time. Right. If Bill Belichick doesn't get the job in Atlanta, is he getting another job? I. Like, is he, he not going to coach he, next if he year? Doesn't, if he doesn't take the job, because it's, it's either that or, or them saying we found someone better, right. I don't see him coaching in 2024. Because I, I, he hasn't interviewed anywhere else. That, I know it, and which every, is amazing. All the other places, all the other availabilities have had multiple interviews with multiple people. I can't believe. And, and none of them have been built, except that, for Atlanta. Every time there's been an opening this year, even before there were openings, like yeah. the rumors in Dallas or the yeah. rumors in Philly or even the other day with Buffalo, the natural conclusion is, boy, you want to get over the top, go get the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. And clearly in that press conference that Bill and Robert Kraft had a few weeks ago, Robert Kraft even knew he was going to coach right. again. He's at 302 career wins. He's right near Don Shula. Like, he's going to become the coach with the most wins ever. And, and, I, and I'm stunned that we're sitting here in January, and, and it's like it's Atlanta or bust. And I can't believe that the last three seasons for Bill Belichick in New England, one of which was a playoff season, it was okay with Mac Jones, but the last two have been horrendous. I can't believe that that's tarnished the rep so badly that it's just he's not desirable. That you know can't what I mean? be. That can't I, be. I, I, I don't believe it's, that. It's I can't age. believe that. So it's, it's his age. That's that that can be the only other thing. And by the way, good. He should not take a job good. because I'm going to sit here as a giant fit and tell you right now. I don't want him. I don't want Dable fired for him. But I'm willing to acknowledge the way this year went. Yeah, one more really bad year, and more people are griping about Dable uh, and Belichick still available. Sean, Sean is a thousand percent spot yeah. on. And by the way, I'd like to join in and hold your hand in that.
selfishly. Let's have a real conversation, folks. Selfishly. Giants and Jets head coaching positions are not available. Right, right now. now, they're not available, and Robert Sala's coming back. We've all accepted that. Brian Dable's coming back. I think most Giant fans want that. Yes. Forget about accepting it. You want that. That is not the debate. That is not the subject. But you know what? It's kind of like that person who you keep on the side <laughs> just in case. Whether it's a friend, it doesn't have to be a, a boy-girl kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Just a friend, like, yeah, you know, if that person can't go, I always have them waiting for but me. But you say she just a friend. Right. <laughs> so the hope is Brian Dable's the guy. The hope is yeah. Robert Sala's the guy, even though I don't think he is. Wouldn't it be lovely <laughs> to have the greatest head coach in the history of football there <laughs> in doing? case... <laughs> spot the lie. Sean is spot on, and I want to hold his hand in it. Yeah, I want Bill not to get a job so he can be available just in case. We keep talking about how crazy good this coaching carousel is, and it is with Harbaugh and Vrabel and Belichick. It's unlike any we ever see. Yes. Now, the Jets and Giants are in very different places with their head coaches. Jet fans could should argue, well, what are we doing? He's still available. Now fire Sala, and they, you know, they won't, understandably so. I want Brian Dable to be the guy for the next 10 years. I don't think he's a bad head coach, but I am willing to acknowledge that next year there is a 1% or 2% chance it goes so catastrophically bad that the first year was an outlier. Hmm. And if I have three years evidence, and I know he loves my franchise, guess what? I don't care if he's 85 years old. Bring his ass here. And by the way, Sean, yeah, it's intriguing. can I echo everything you said to similar parallels? Sure. I've accepted that Robert Sala kind of should come back. Aaron Rodgers is going to get a chance to work with this coaching staff. He didn't get a chance this year. It was sort of a lost season. But what if the Jets go 7-10 and 10 again? Yeah. And what if Aaron Rodgers plays well but knows, you know what? He ain't it. He ain't the guy. I'm still committed to the Jets, but I know this isn't the head coach. I know that Jet fans like myself and others, they're right. It ain't Sala. Why the hell wouldn't I want Bill Belichick next year? <laughs> You, I was about to call you Brian Dable, Sean, because I was looking at you. You kind of look like him. Dude, if you get, if you put a beard on, like a real one, I mean, for real, you might be. But I'm in total hand-by-hand hand with you. If we're in a spot next offseason and Sal and Dable are both gone, let's just play the game, everything went terrible. Again on the, the table, ball. by the way. On yeah. the table. Everything went horrible. Do you want to be sitting here in a coaching carousel going, all right, well, Frank Reich's still around. Oh, Eric Bieniemy's <laughs> no, getting more interviews. No. Or do you want Bill Belichick available? Well, I think all of it, it also depends because the Jets are going to be in that, like, we got enough talent to win mode. The Giants, I, I'm not quite sure yet. They still got to sign the free agents. They got to build the team. I need to see what the team is looks like after next season. But I know the Jets are going to be in a, we can win with the talent that we have mode. And so Bill Belichick makes a ton of sense if he doesn't sign any 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 anywhere this year. That's why we don't want him signing anywhere. But if anywhere. he doesn't sign anywhere this year, the only thing that you now have to consider is this: does he want to do it? Like if he found out it's just oh, not him, he wants to do it. I, I think you're right, but I don't know you're right. This is this is ageism. Right. I mean, it really is. Like it's. Dude, why? Because you think he's not going in saying, I want this job, give me this job, and he's waiting for them to say, we want you? Come no, I'm saying a lot of teams are afraid off probably because of his age. He's going to be 72 before the draft. And it's, like, I get it, but I also don't get it at the same time. Like, I get it. You want to coach for the next 10 years. We all do. Uh, but the guy can help you win. Yeah. And ultimately, that's Dude, what we want as fans. Think about it. Can't Pete Carroll help you win? He's not even getting sniffed anywhere, and he wanted to coach. Why? Because he's... In his 70s. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part of the reason why I wanted Tomlin to take a year off. Mm -hmm. Because next year, as a Jet fan, and for Sean, as a Giant fan, I want to have options in case things don't work. Yeah. Like, we all know Robert Sala's coming back. We all know Brian Dable's coming back. I'm not arguing that. It's more, keep them in the corner. Keep Bill just waiting. Yeah, just Bill's waiting, because <laughs> I think he desperately wants to coach. Let's get to back to some of your calls. Anthony's on Long Island. What's up, Anthony? Hey, what's up, boys? How are you today? We're good, man. Good. Good. So I think the the whole Belichick thing is quite interesting. Um, I get what you guys are saying, like probably top two coaches all time in the NFL, but I think that we're just we're we're not looking at what's in front of us, right? So he, of course he lost Brady, who's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. After he lost Brady, he hasn't been to he hasn't been able to develop a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't care, Mac Jones, the fluke or whatever. Yeah, he hasn't been able to to make a quarterback again, and he hasn't been able to have, like, a top-ten defense. So 
if you're Atlanta and you have a juggernaut defense like they do, they have a bunch of young kids that fly all over the place, and they probably need to draft a quarterback, right? Definitely. Or or free agency. Right. Uh, why would you? Why would you give this guy the keys? Can to I your tell you why? Because well, can, can I retort this? Because yeah. I think this is such BS about what Bill did in New England. How about give a failure it was? Tom Brady leaves and he went seven and nine with half a Cam Newton. Then he went ten and seven and made the playoffs with Mac Jones. Right. Then he went eight and nine, which was at least a reasonable year. And then this was the first time that it cratered. But are we acting like the Patriots over the last four years had a Super Bowl roster and Bill screwed it up? No. So no. let's just no, be no, fair. No, no, no. They, they have not been good. Think of the wide receiving options. I guys, mean, it, guys, guys, he screwed it up. No, I get that. He's the GM. Right, but he, we're talking about a head coach right now. But maybe that's also part of it, that he's not willing to also not be and, the GM. And, and, Sean, I think, honestly, that's probably more of it. Bill has been in control for so long in New England. I, I want this guy. I want that guy. I believe this guy can fit what I want. Let's get this guy. And in, in Atlanta, they're saying – yeah, we kind of have guys already in place to give you the players. Look at the roster that we've already put together. We just need the the coach to coach it, and that might be the, the disconnect. It's hard to put our heads there. You could make the case he's as bad a general manager as Dave Gettleman was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem is uh, I, like, I, I, I felt like for the last couple of years it almost felt intentional. You know what I mean? That not, his drafts have been so freaking bad. Just, not not that he was tanking, but it just felt weird because it felt anti-Bill. Mm. Because Bill was always these multi-use, different positional, versatile type players. That's who you were getting. And then all of a sudden, it's just it's like you get this really square peg that can only fit into a specific square hole or square you know slot. And so it just I don't I don't know. It just felt odd. So I would take that away from him, but I'd still take him as a coach. Any I'm gonna, day of the week. I'm going to present to you right now one of the great ideas I think I've ever heard. All right. Are you ready? Let's hear it. I'm telling you, I don't want to hype this up more than it should. I think this call we're about to take will present one of the great ideas in the history of WFAN. <laughs> All right, let's hear you it. You guys ready for this? Yes. Tom and Shirley, New York, I pumped you up because I believe it. Can you present to Tiki and the crew the greatest idea maybe in the history of this radio station? Oh, thank you. Flatter me. ACTA <laughs> guys. What's Listen, up? how about he loves the Giants? You know how he loves the Giants. You saw the Bill and Bill special. You see how he yeah. stands in the hole. Yeah, of course. Breaking up. The... How about he becomes the uh, defensive coordinator for a year? <laughs> uh, if it don't work out with Dable, boom, there he is. It's oh, perfect, man. Tom. Can you imagine how, like, threatened Dave's would be? <laughs> I mean, it is perfect, but... Think how threatening that is to Brian Dable. Bill gets to come home and be the defensive coordinator. I love it. I love. By the way, didn't you see? Did you see what happened last week? Of course, you love it. Well, think about this. At 82 years old last week, Jerry Glanville became the defensive coordinator of Northwestern Oklahoma State. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, he's going to run the defense back college at 82. You know what, Bill? Put your money where your mouth is. You love football that much? Come coach the defense. <laughs> I mean. I don't think he loves it that much because he's been making nine plus million dollars for the last decade, dude. If John I mean, he's Mara, got more money than most guys who play. If I'm John Mara, and I don't know where their relationship is right now because yeah. they had rumblings, they had a falling out over the whole Brian Flores thing about the accidental text. Yeah, but if I'm John Mara, who is a billionaire, and I don't like to count other people's money, but you're doing this for the fans, I call up Bill, and I say, Bill. $15 million next year. 15 Yeah. You're going to be the highest paid coordinator in the history of sports. One year, run our defense. No way. That, and let's have some fun. Like, just the, just the dynamics of that make no <laughs> sense. Like, seriously. Because now he's going to want to get involved with personnel. So now Joe Shane's going to feel threatened as well. So Dave's is threatened because you got a DC that's looking over your shoulder like, you sure you want to do it that way, coach? And then you got Joe Shane looking over his shoulder like, hey, you sure you want to do it that way, GM? Like, I just think it just, it presents too many. No, I get you. Too many obstacles. Obviously, it's crazy. It's interesting and it's fun to talk (laughs) about, but I don't think it would ever happen. They're not the same guy, obviously, but I was even floored that Ron Rivera was interviewing for the Eagles defensive coordinator job because Ron Rivera, say what you want about him, coached a team to a Super Bowl. He's been a head coach for more than a decade now. And right away, after losing his job, where he basically ran everything in Washington, he was hoping enough to interview for the defensive coordinator job. That was was one of the more odd... Like, right away, like, um, less than a month later, he's interviewing for a D.C. Job. I respect that. But you know what yeah. that is? I respect the hell out of it. That's a guy who says, I love football. Right. I don't want to take time off. 
and I know I'm not getting a head yeah. coaching job. Like, I, I know that's not happening, so, okay, I'll level I, myself. I think he also, I, don't, I mean, it just felt like he he was tiring of being the head coach because we had a couple of their games. I actually had three of their games this year, and so talking to him, like, he was still engaged, but you could tell that it, he was it, it was wearing on him, like being the head coach yeah, and yeah. all that went into being particularly that organization's head coach with all the nonsense that went on the off the last two off seasons, really three off seasons, it was daunting. You could tell he just wanted to be the coach. Yeah, obviously a lot of people are still very upset with Tiki. Tiki Barber made a controversial <laughs> decision last night while I sitting. One person upset with me. Yet. Yeah, I am. I count as five. Okay. All right, you. Go ahead. Knicks Nets. 3.58 to go, one-point game, and Tiki said, quote, I don't like crowds, I'm bouncing, and he left Barclays Center, and it's obviously caused major, major outrage from many New York sports fans, <laughs> including Andrew and Bay Ridge. Andrew, tell Tiki how wrong he is. What up, Andrew? I completely agree with Tiki. Uh, <laughs> so he, here's the deal, right? Like, isn't, like, like, real life happens, right? Like, so I go by Andrew and Bay Ridge because that's my hometown, but I live out in the middle of Long Island. They're lucky I can even go to a game. I got kids with me. I can save an hour by leaving right. a little early. Right. I would have got home I, at eleven fifteen if I had stayed to the end. And time is our most precious resource. Like I'm willing to gamble that I might miss out on an incredible, you know, happening that might happen. Okay. I'm willing to gamble that to save myself the frustration <laughs> of taking an hour extra. And then the other thing, too, though, I will say, I used to live in the city, so it was different if you take public transportation, right. if, you're, if you're younger, you know, all that. It's fine. But when I got to drive and fight my way out of these places, I've, I've got to leave a little early. And baseball is also different than basketball. That's the other thing. I, I'm primarily a Mets fan. I'm going to go to a ton of Mets games. Basketball, I I, I kind of see Evan's point the last couple minutes, obviously. Yeah. you got to stick around. It's always the but, last two minutes. But I don't ever fault anybody for leaving early because it, time is your resource. Thank you, Bay Ridge, Andrew. Time is your resource. Especially when your wife is waiting to watch True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> 10-15, 10-45, 11-07. What the hell is a difference? My wife will be asleep. That 20 minutes makes a difference. Uh, is that uh, a tough one when you get home? Your wife's asleep. You didn't get home the time you told her. You're right. Do you get the look when you get in bed? <laughs> yes. I think the, that's a tough one. Yeah, it's tough. I get Just that because she's been with the kids all day. She's been driving them back and forth to cheer and to dance, and she's, she's exhausted. And the only one happy to see is the dog at that point. <laughs> right. <laughs> CJ's like, oh, oh, daddy's home. Oh, Tracy's I think the, like, go sleep in the other room. With the <laughs> damn dog. I think the only <laughs> advantage I have is that my wife has passed out. That that's probably yes. why it doesn't matter that much. Like ten forty five, eleven forty five, she's sleeping. That's why if a game went 17 innings in a baseball game, mm-hmm. what the hell's the difference? Everybody's sleeping. True. I think the afternoon games may be more tough because right. then it's like, oh, I'll be home for dinner. <laughs> yeah, but you look, listen, your wife has also married you, season ticket holder of 40 years. Yeah. Doesn't like you have ingrained that. Any person who wants to spend the rest of their life with you, that is part of the package. They deal. get it. Tiki's a former athlete, not like a f- super fan like you. Sh- his wife didn't sign up for that. Right. You know what I mean? And by the way, she was even married to me when I was an athlete. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> she didn't she, even get that better. She didn't right. sign up for it. You're at Nets, Knicks in January. It's all <laughs> Joe is on the Lower East Side. What's up, Joe? Gentlemen, how's everything this afternoon? We're good, dude. Not bad. Uh, I got to agree with Evan. Tiki, you oh, are come dead on. wrong. Why? How if, am I dead wrong? If you just don't go. Just don't go. <laughs> but I want to hang with the boys. I well, mean, you know what? Then that's it. You know, it, it's you missed the best part of the game. You know, <laughs> that's it. And all these suburban commandos, they go, oh, I live in Long Island. And blah, blah, blah. Who cares? You know what? Then don't go. That's don't go my anywhere. guy. That's my guy, Joe Lower East Side. That's my guy. Yeah, Joe lives on the Lower East Side, which means he takes the seven train, whatever. What is it? Which one goes out there, Loogie? To where? To Barclays. Oh, oh Barclays? you can take the one, two, three to get oh, out so there. So you take the one train. Yeah. It's simple for Transfer. him. So I, he's on back and forth. And it, I mean, it takes him 10 minutes. The one intriguing thing that does come out of this is I don't want anyone to think I will no longer invite Tiki to sporting events. I By will not way, do that. BT thought I would not even come. Uh, BT was, took it on for because you've already been to two games the last two weeks. Right. I think you've been to more games than anyone at this station combined, <laughs> minus me or Keith McPherson. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I think Tiki's already blown Boomer away. He's blown G away. Right. He's blown BT away. Sal admitted he's like, I don't even want to go to sporting events anymore. So that's to be really good today. Made me laugh. And I understood his reasons. 
because I was telling him how crowded the upper level was, mm-hmm. that I was right about bringing my own food, that it would have been nearly impossible to eat at Barclays That's Center. That's point. Which, the lines were ridiculous for the food. So you confirm that. Right. And, I hear what you're saying. And instead of Sal saying, you know what, Ev, you're right, he's like, That's why I don't want to go to games. <laughs> I'm like, I understand. That's why you got to game plan it and do other things. But here's what I find interesting and fun. I'm going to invite you to more games. Of course. And when baseball season comes around. Oh, I which, can't wait for that. I'm going to play that game whenever we're at games. Is anything going on special enough that's going to cause Tiki to stay? Like, mm. is something going to happen? Because baseball presents more opportunities for that. True. Whether it's a no-hitter, whether it's a guy hitting four home runs in a game. Yeah, but baseball is, I mean, the weather is nice. So you're not, like, crappy. Is this is this black ice as I'm driving home at 80 miles an hour? Like it's different. It's just comfortable to go to a baseball. So you're game. gonna stay for full nine, is what you're saying. I could stay for a full nine. Here's the other part nine. of this too. Again, going back to that, Tiki is famous. Tiki <laughs> creates his own traffic. He's a first class gentleman. He will stay and sign every autograph, take every picture. So he had a date with his wife. If he left on time or when the game ended, it would have been another hour that he had to sit there and kiss babies and hug everybody. <laughs> Which he because he's a gentleman. Everybody knows he's Tiki Barber except for Tiki Barber. The guy says <laughs> hi to everybody. Which, by the way, he stayed nine innings for Yankees Mets with us. Yes, and he did. did do that with everybody. Everybody. Yeah. That, is that true, was fun, though. And Chris Sims, I got to be the, the, the saint while Chris Sims was the heel. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was the baby face. Chris Sims was the heel. He was screaming <laughs> like Uh-oh. a lunatic. Yeah, he was. We have kind of stunning breaking NFL news. Really? About this. And it involves both of our divisions. This Jet and okay. Giant fans. It involves it. both of our divisions. So it can't be a trade, obviously. No. It's a coaching move. A Ooh. coaching move. So did somebody lose their job who hadn't lost their job yet? No. Okay. Then no. just tell me. Now All I'm right. confused. The Dolphins and Vic Fangio have mutually agreed to part ways, that being one of the best defensive coordinators yeah, in football. Right. Yeah. Fangio is expected to reach a deal with the Philadelphia Eagles to be their defensive oh, get out of here. Wow. Miami is allowing Fangio to leave to be closer to his family in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. So the oh, Eagles get a massive for, upgrade at DC. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And great for Jet fans. Oh. Daniel loses a big little piece there. Yeah, I mean, right. that, you're right. It affects both sides. Obviously, Vic Fangio is a hell of a defensive coordinator. He's done a very good job in Miami. He's out. Negative for the Dolphins. Very big positive for Philadelphia. I guess a couple of the swerves on this is that, and, and you were the first one to say it, even though it's not going to happen now, yeah. was the idea that Wink Martindale was going to end up in yeah. Philadelphia I as mean, their defensive coordinator. This is almost better for Philly because there's not that negativity surrounding Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio's got all the all the roses after last season yeah. with, and what Miami's defense did for not all of the season, but for a lot of that season until they got some injuries that ultimately derailed it. But, I mean, that's interesting. That's that's, a, I don't know if I've ever – Seen that? Well, it's a lateral like a, move though, but, because of what he said. But, that but, but I mean, giving just, him his family stuff. He's from no, Pennsylvania. There's no sixty-five. Acrimony. There's no acrimony. There's no like, I don't get out. We don't like you. It's no, because like, I, I think that's being nice. Here, I think that's literally. Here's a sixty-five-year-old man who's from Pennsylvania who probably very nicely said, "You know what? I love it here, guys." this is a better opportunity for me and my family. And obviously the Dolphins could have been pigs about it and said, no, I'm actually giving the Dolphins credit. The Dolphins could have said, absolutely not. It's a lateral job. We're not allowing it. But I also think sometimes you just do the right thing. Yeah. Here's the only thing that's weird. He didn't even interview for it. I mean, he couldn't have interviewed for the job. No, and by the way, Sirianni and them had just concluded their press conference, didn't mention this in the presser. The only thing that's weird about it is Fangio just got hired in Miami ahead of this year. There was an opening in Philly for their defensive coordinator a year uh. ago. So it seems like real desperation. And maybe that's the way Fangio could be like, please let me go. All my family's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the desperation on whose side? Philly's side or Fangio's Well, I think side? Philly's side where maybe Philly's going to give him a lot more money than Miami was. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Look, uh, bottom line is I, I know this bothers you because you're a Giant fan, as yeah, it should. it's just BS. Why is it BS? They did the right thing, the Dolphins. They're I'm letting the guy go here, back home. I'm sitting here interviewing every secondary coach to try to fill Wink Martindale, <laughs> and they just get to work out a deal with well, the best defensive coordinator in football. Maybe your head coach shouldn't just yell at people. Right. And so the other thing that can that I think is going to happen <laughs> is that there are a lot of these defensive coordinators, I'll keep bringing up Ajiro Evero as one, who is interv- who are interviewing for head coaching jobs. Right. They're not all going to get head coaching jobs. That will then expand who the Giants can interview, unless they hire somebody and they they like a guy before that. Yeah, interesting news, shocking news, and yeah. Sean's right. It and positively affects the Jets because the Dolphins now have a new question, and it certainly positively affects the Eagles, which means negatively affects the Giants because mm-hmm. they just hired a damn good defensive coordinator. We'll do get we, back. What? Do we know now why Wink was on an airplane to Florida to go home? Where does he live? Oh. Miami. Oh, you think he's going to take the Dolphin job? Well, hmm. 
Just, just say it. Is that your prediction? Yeah. Well, can you just play along? Yeah, I think he's going to end up with the Dolphins. Down right. terrorize you guys. Sean Morash is reporting that Don Wink Martindale is close <laughs> to starting a job with the... Didn't Boomer report something this morning? That the uh, commanders were going to hire one of these coordinators. No, you mean the admirals. Is that going to be their new name? No, no. Just to be it. clear, Boomer, Evan is taking shots. <laughs> not <laughs> Sean, not Lugie. We love you. <laughs> he knows it, though. Is that is that happening though? Because Boomer, you know, besides that faux pas, is mostly right about things. He's an insider, so he's taking the job in uh, Washington. I think the button that almost burst off his suit on Sunday reported it. <laughs> and now you're taking shots at. See, I was taking a different shot at Boomer. Oh, let me take one more shot at Boomer. Go ahead. How'd the Rangers do last night? Mm. We got a point. Okay, the Rangers continue to play their worst hockey ever since Boomer came on the radio. Do you have it ready, or is it too short a notice? You got to give me a minute so just uh, okay. build it up for the uh, Build it up. The Rangers, who are having this incredible season, I yeah. mean, they were great. They were cruising to the President's Trophy. Everything was going well for the New York Rangers. Success was right in front of them. And sometimes in sports, Tiki, the weirdest thing can kind of stop you. Yeah, reality. The weirdest <laughs> thing can kind of change momentum of a season. Celebrating overtime losses? It could be. It could be a lot of different things. In this town, we saw a guy shoot himself in the leg by accident. In this town, we've seen bullpen injuries affect the season. Uh, for the basketball team last night, the Brooklyn Nets, they arrogantly sat all their players once right around Christmas, and that completely derailed their season. And then other times, seasons get derailed for what seems to be innocent reasons. Great build-up, Ev. Next time, just in the queue, let me know, and I'll have it ready for you because okay. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had it. My, my fault, my fault. All right, maybe some other time. Bottom line is Boomer Jinx the Rangers. That's my whole point. I get really excited to watch the Rangers play. You know, they're my oh. team. I get excited. <laughs> is that what the clip was? Basically. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Most of the time, as a New York Ranger fan, I was always looking forward to the game. You know, now I'm excited about the game. It's like, I cannot wait for a game to be played. And ever since Boomer said that, the That's Rangers great. are like 2-10. It's pretty ugly. It's a bad oh. situation. 2-0-1, their last uh, two games. Okay. It's kind of opposite of the OG Knicks. Uh, yeah, very much. Very different. We'll come back with your calls, 877-337-6666. Plus, there was stunning news that came out this morning that finished with, like, a massive disappointment. I got to tell you what happened because it's crazy. And it involves the world, not just sports. Evident Tiki on the fan. A lot of stuff going on this Wednesday. Tiki committing crimes against sports humanity <laughs> by leaving a close game late. Uh, Vic Fangio is no longer the defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. He's going to Philly. Bill Belichick still isn't a head coach anywhere. And I, as a disappointed Net fan, had a very tough morning this morning. I was sad. I was upset. I was bothered. I was embarrassed. And I saw a piece of news this morning that excited me. Got me very, very pumped up. Because one of my favorite television shows of the past is a TV show you may have heard of called The Daily Show. And John Stewart? With John Stewart back was, in the day. I was on John Stewart's Daily Show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, dude. When? <laughs> I can't remember. I think it was right after I retired or close to it. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I've, I told you I've done everything. Oh you really have. <laughs> so I used to religiously watch The Daily Show. I thought John was, was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, yeah, he's look, he's politically one way, but I thought he made fun of everybody in a way that I loved it. I thought it was great. And then John left. And I understand why John leaves. It's like you retiring. Yeah. I'm not mad at you for retiring. Some giant fans yeah. may have been. <laughs> They're crazy. And I'm not mad at John for leaving. But unfortunately, his replacement, I don't mean anything personal against Trevor Noah because I gave him a full shot. Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. And so I found myself no longer watching The Daily Show. I would kind of check in once in a while, and it wasn't the same. And I miss John. Yeah. Like, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And this morning, I'm sitting there, you know, getting over the tears of last night. I'm kind of sore because I've been trying to play pickleball again. And I see this headline, John Stewart returns to Daily Show. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? So I immediately tweeted out. I tweeted out, holy crap, about three hours ago. And I am pumped. But I learned a valuable lesson, Tiki. What's that? Read the article. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was it? Jon Stewart is back. That's true. As an executive producer and host. All that's true. But he's only going to host on Mondays. So he's only doing it once a week. So Trevor Noah's doing it 
the rest of the now Trevor left about a year ago, if Got I'm not it. mistaken. So who's who is so who is it doing it? So for the last year and a half or so, they've been using rotating comedians, okay. some of which have been very funny when I've checked in. Yeah. But it hasn't sustained me. I have to admit, like I've checked in, it's okay, but it hasn't sustained me. So they're going to continue the rotating comedians, but on Mondays you yeah. get John Stewart. Hmm. I mean, why would you watch any other day except for Monday? <laughs> that's what's going to happen. That's kind of where I'm at. Right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Unless somebody, unless these other guys are great. And, and I get, huh. by the way, it's better than nothing. Right. Like, as a big Howard Stern fan, I've always heard, you know, he doesn't do five days a week, but isn't two days a week better than nothing? Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I was under the pretense that he was back. Like, right. I read the headline as if John Stewart's back. It's like if all of a sudden FAN has a press release. You know what? <laughs> Mike and the Mad Dog are back. First of all, I'd be sad because it probably means we're out of a job. <laughs> exactly. But I don't understand the excitement. And the, the fan in me would say, oh, my God, Mike and the Mad Dog's back. Peacock. And then you read the fine print and it says, yeah, they're back for a weekly spot with Evan and Tiki for five minutes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. Right. I guess I'll listen. <laughs> I guess if I catch it. But that's what it was. So right. I know it's my own fault because I should have, before getting excited, read the entire article. So I just want to give everybody the news if you haven't seen it. And you may not like John. That's up to you. I love John Stewart. I'm glad he's back. But one day a week? Yeah. What the kinda, hell is that? It's kind of odd. It feels like a little desperate. <laughs> by John or by Comedy Central? By the, by the Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I think they realize, A, he's the best at it. B, it is a political season. Mm-hmm. And so I think more eyeballs tend to go to not only cable news in general, but satirical right. cable news right. like the Daily Show. Yeah, they don't. They want to laugh rather than cry. Right, so I think they figure this is the perfect time to do it, but I don't know, man. I got all excited. Mm. You know what they call that? There's a phrase. I don't know if I could use it on the air. Just say BB. A BB. Roost, a tease. Is that yeah. what it's called? Is that, I've never heard that before. Oh, well, we actually, there's two different... Yes. No, the, a, B, the BB on BB, BB and then there's the rooster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tease. You understand what I mean, T? Yeah, one is the top end, one's the bottom. Brilliantly said, Barbara. <laughs> well, that's how I felt. I got to be honest with you. I was all excited, and then I realized, like, eh. eh. Doesn't he do a show on a stream, one of the streaming networks? So he does. It's on Apple TV+, and I love it. Oh, the problem right. is yeah. Yeah, two pro- two issues. I want to be fair about this. I've never seen it. I've never seen a show on Apple+. Plus. The show is fine. I thought I got... Are you friends with John? Can you get him on the air? John Stewart? Do you, have a, do you have his number on your phone? No. Oh, damn it. No. guess I was dreaming that one night. Right. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> well, check your phone. Make sure it's not in there. All right, well, I, I don't think so. The other show we did, I forget what it was called, Last Week Tonight or something like that. It was okay. It was a little preachy at times. It was okay. Like, it's funny. It got my John Stewart filling, but it wasn't quite the Daily Show. But he only did it like once every two months. Like, it would, it would never come out. Right. The, I think it's called The Problem with John Stewart. Yes, I'm sorry. Right. The Problem with John That's Stewart. It. No, I don't have his number. And it was one topic, and he would stick with it for like an hour. And it was, it was fine. It was okay. But it wasn't it the wasn't Daily, a Daily Show. show where you were breaking down all the nonsense that's going on in the world. I love Especially it. the political environment that we live in. And I'll tell you this. Um, about a long time ago, John Stewart and Bill O'Reilly. Remember Bill O'Reilly? Of course. I, I think to, he's still I, around, too, isn't I he? I went to a Knicks game with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I worked at Fox News, dude. Did you leave early? <laughs> I, did, I did not, but Spike Lee yelled at me. <laughs> why did Spike... Before I get why, to my boy story... Why do you think Spike Lee yelled at me? Because you retired? No, because I, I was at a Knicks game with Bill O'Reilly. Oh, he doesn't <laughs> like Bill. No, he doesn't like his politics, Mark. or at least his on-air politics. Well, oh, I see what you're saying. So Bill's a fake, basically. And so he's, <laughs> he's saying to me, what in the hell are you doing? A much more colorful word at a, this game with him. I'm like, well, you could have invited me to sit courtside. Wait, wait, Spike Lee was mad at you because you went to a basketball game with yes. Bill O'Reilly? He was jokingly mad at me. Was, okay, fair Yes, jokingly. I worked with Spike. Miracles. By boys. the way, these name drops <laughs> in the last two minutes is off the charts. But we can't. <laughs> but do it's that. real, though. We can't do that whole open and then you say, no, I didn't leave the game early because I was with Bill O'Reilly. No, so, it wasn't because it was with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, why didn't you leave that game because early? Because I lived in Manhattan at the time. Okay. On the Upper East Side. Did the Knicks win that game? Uh, I don't remember. Do you know who they played? I don't remember. Do you know if the game was close? It was probably close. It was probably close. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I forgot what I was going to say about Bill. Oh, I know what it was. I once, Bill O'Reilly and John Stewart did a show together. Mm-hmm. Like a one-off comedy show. Not even a comedy show. It was like a political debate show in Washington, D.C. Okay. And I went online like at 10 a.m. right as Beningo and Roberts were signing on. And I said, let me see if I can buy tickets. Okay. And I got lucky. I bought tickets. And these things sold out immediately. They were like the hottest thing on the secondary market. And I was like, F this, man. 
I kind of liked both guys. Don't judge me. And I'm like, I think I'm the only person who likes both Bill O'Reilly and John Stewart. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the only human that actually watches both shows. Yeah. And I went down there, and man, did they put on a show. Hmm. I had a great time. Spent the night in D.C. Then I met Bill O'Reilly in a bathroom once, and he was a real douche. <laughs> I mean, he's in the bathroom. Yeah, you got to provide right, a little gotta, more context right. to the story. The bathroom. I was washing my hands. He was washing his hands. And I said, hey, Bill, I, I enjoy your show. Me and my wife fight about you all the time. Uh, and she's like, well, well who would side are you on? <laughs> number one or number two? <laughs> that, 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 that's a big factor. Number one or number two? Did you go number one or number two in him as well? Because maybe after number two, he didn't feel like having a conversation. Uh, I was number relieved. one. Oh, okay. One, you could chit-chat after a one. Actually, I, I should correct myself. It wasn't a one or a two. Mm. It was just a hand washing? No, it was wow. I was bathing myself after my uh, bicycle. Oh, so you were taking a shower in the sink, yeah. and Bill O'Reilly didn't want to say well, hi no to you. Wonder, that makes no sense. No wonder he didn't want to say hi to you. I wouldn't Whatever. either. Whatever, I don't Get out of here, you weirdo. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Have you seen some of the things Bill's accused of doing? Don't call me a weirdo. Good point. Thank you. Let's go to Corey and Brick. How are you, Corey? Hey, what's up, guys? What's Big up? Fan. Thank um, you, dude. There's a story Story for you, Evan, and for you, TD. So about leaving events early, um, a random Monday in uh, September of 2017, I'm in L.A. for a trip, and I brought my Nomar Garcia-powered Dodger jersey with me. I'm a big Red Sox fan. I have a Dodger jersey from years prior as a gift. Random game, like I said, on a Monday, I'm with about seven people that don't want to leave. I mean, they don't want to be there. They want to leave and get out of there. The game is, is over. It's 8 nothing in, like, the fifth. And J.D. Martinez has four home runs in one game. We, we ended up not leaving early, but till this day, I tell them still, I would never, ever leave a game early, ever, in anything. Dude. But I think seeing four home runs, seeing four home runs in one game, I think is, is actually harder than seeing a perfect game. I think in a lot, well, I think, the, I think the facts back you up based right. on the amount of perfect games and the amount of four home run games. But I do agree, especially in baseball, as quote-unquote boring as baseball may be, as many games as baseball may possess, I do believe there's a greater chance when you go to a baseball game, you are going to see something you have never seen before that you didn't see coming than more so going to any game. Because think about the Nets-Knicks game last night. Yeah. What could we really have seen at that point with three minutes to go in a one-point game? A buzzer beater? Yeah, nothing. Like, what do we actually nothing, see? Nothing super exciting. Other than my what I pointed to you out earlier is the off idea that it's like a seven-overtime game. Yeah. And it's a historical overtime game. But outside of that... Like, baseball does, in a weird way, present to you more opportunities for the absurd right, to happen. Right, anything can happen like that. Real quickly, you get a bases-loaded grand slam. Or whatever. An unassisted triple play. Yeah. It, can, it can happen in baseball. Well, or comebacks. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, in the NBA, and I said this to you when we left the Nick Trailblazer game, I said there's a mathematical moment where the game's over. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no arguing. Same thing in football, because there's a clock. That's and never the case in baseball because it could be 13 nothing in the ninth inning. There's a way. There's no time limit, yeah. As unlikely as it is that a team's coming back. That's why I never leave baseball early because if I left a 9 nothing game where the Mets were losing and it was awful and it was terrible, you could miss everything. I'll give you a perfect example, and I guarantee there's somebody in the audience, probably a kid, who was a kid at the time during this year that I'm about to describe, and their dad left. Because their dad said, I don't want to hit traffic, and the game is over. Mm-hmm. And the game I'm referring to is the infamous 10-run inning the Mets had against the Braves when Mike Piazza capped it by the home run down the line. It's historic. It's amazing. Everybody loves it. Now, granted, Tiki, most people stayed mm-hmm. because it was firework night. Ah. So despite the blowout, but I guarantee there's somebody listening right now who is like, my dad hates fireworks. <laughs> we left. I never saw it. And that's why. Leaving early, you ask him for trouble. Well, baseball maybe, not basketball. Let me ask you this, though, when it comes to leaving early during a baseball game. If the Mets are up, or Yankees are up, seven runs, in theory, if you leave early, you're only going to see something bad if you stayed, right? They're going to blow the lead. But if you're down seven runs, doesn't it give you more incentive to stay because they could come back a la that game? Like if you're up eight runs. I know you're a mathematical guy. It's different with baseball. There's no clock. But if the Mets are up eight runs, if I stay and watch Armando Benitez blow it, I'm going to be sick. But that goes back to a caller from earlier who talked about leaving. We actually heard this from a few people about leaving the Deshaun Jackson game between the Eagles and the Giants. Yeah, including me. Like, And I asked the guy, you have no regrets about it. No. But the guy who called up earlier, you can rewind on the Odyssey app, regretted it. Because they missed something. And even Sean, as a diehard Giant fan, said, yeah, I wouldn't want to have missed that. So even though it's bad, like, I don't know. I still don't think you want to miss something historic, even if it's negative against your team. We need to be real, too. There's also levels of leaving a game. 
Tiki left last night with three minutes left and change. That guy that called earlier says he regrets it. He admitted he left, left at halftime. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. No offense. If you make the commitment to go to an NFL game and you leave at halftime, are you really a real I fan? Mean, but, dude, it was 24 to 3. I don't care. Tiki, again, I, 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 you I know. Sit, I'm not 16, sure. 17 of them. You get you make a commitment to go, you're going to leave at halftime? 24 to 3. The Giants gave up 28. I don't even remember this. Like the, Oh, the I remember it. 28 points in the fourth quarter. My dad almost got arrested at Sears after the game. I remember it well. <laughs> what the hell did he do at Sears? So remember, this is pre-Twitter. Really pre-Twitter, text messages, everything. It's Christmas time. We are so disgusted watching this game. Jets are going to play the Steelers in the snow following it. Mm-hmm. My dad gets up after the game. We have to go Christmas shopping for your mother. And I'm old enough. I don't have to go. But we don't want to watch football. We go to Sunrise Mall, Massapequa. We arrive at Sears, okay? He's picking out whatever for my mom. He, we're all in our giant stuff still because we stormed out of the house. The cashier, young 19-year-old, 20-year-old cashier, looks at us. The giant looks at my dad and goes, how the Giants do today? <laughs> my dad, oh geez, with rage in his eyes, looks at this, he's being Did he a think kid. he was mocking him? Yeah, and uh, says, "What are you, a bleeping smart guy?" <laughs> and starts putting his hands down on the conveyor belt oh, and Sears in his face. Security had to come over. I'm pulling back my father, and the kid goes, "I'm working a holiday job. I missed all the games today. I missed all the games today." And yeah, we almost had police come and take my dad out wow. of Sunrise Mall. Wow, that's crazy. I love your dad. So, a diff- so. I remember why. So we left because it was thirty-one to ten. That David uh, uh, Kevin Boss caught a touchdown pass from Eli. It was thirty-one to ten, and then we were like, "All right, it's over. This game has not. It's it's over." Right. And the reason we went in the first place is because Michael Vick. My kids loved Michael Vick because of, of the Pro Bowls when I was playing. When, when I was playing, and he was at the Pro Bowl, he would like throw the ball around with them. So they loved Michael Vick. And so we're like, "All right, we'll go to that game." So we go, and then it's a blowout. We're like, "All right, we're leaving." Next thing you know, I'm actually glad I wasn't there. Well, that that's the interesting 28 thing. 28 points in the fourth quarter? That's Lugie's point. That's like, like embarrassed. That's exactly what Lugie's point is. No, no. and I, It's I, so bad. But it's, I would have been pissed if I was sitting there. But it's split because, like Sean even said, I would want to see it. I've even uh, said it because yeah. of the Luis Castillo game. I didn't leave early. I saw him drop a pop-up. Like, would my life be better if I didn't see it? It'd probably be worse because I would have heard about it. And I wouldn't have experienced right. it occurring. So I don't know if it being bad and leaving makes it much better. But if you leave at halftime, let's be real. You went because you wanted to do a whole tailgate before, and that was what you were more interested in in the game. I'm sorry. Sometimes, you know, I'll I'll give you this. There was a game I left in the second quarter, a Nets game I left in the second quarter. Now, you may say, how the hell did you leave in the second? I'll tell you why. Diarrhea. You're going to understand. It was not diarrhea. I would have just gone to the bathroom. That was a good guess. It was a nice guess. Something happened in sports that so affected me. That I could not stay at the game. I had to go home. The second quarter. It was the second quarter game. of a Brooklyn Net Raptor game. And the Nets were up by 20. But that had nothing to do with it. We're talking regular up by season? 20. Excuse me? Regular season? Regular, yes. Regular season game. And I saw something in sports. Okay? Obviously, it wasn't a real-world life event. I, obviously, something happens to one of my kids and my wife, God forbid, I'm the yeah. hell out of there. I'm not an ogre. Okay? Come on, of course. But something happened sports-wise in which I was so affected and so effed up. That I was like, I can't be here. I cannot be here. I need to leave. I got I got it. Go you ahead. know the answer? I'm gonna guess the answer. You wanna let Tiki guess first or sure. no? What year? I don't want to tell you the year. Oh god. I feel like it makes it too I don't want to say easy, but well, it's gotta be within the last ten, because it's a Brooklyn Net game. Right. Yeah, Brooklyn Net game. So yeah, I'll give you that. I have no idea. Go ahead. It only came to me because I know where I was when this happened, and the Nets were playing the Raptors, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> up on the TV where I was. <laughs> well, you're a Nets fan, so you remember I was it. at a local pizzeria by me, and I believe it is the night that Grom signed with the Rangers. That is correct. Yeah. Jacob DeGrom signed with the Texas Rangers, and I was so... Beside yourself. That's the that's the best way to describe yes. it. Yes. Because, like, was I angry? Yeah. I was a little bit, but I also, I got it. You were despondent. I was you, despondent. You, I'm you a knew, baby. He knew that it was going to happen, but when it actually does happen, it became reality. Yes. Like, there's certain things you just fear it happening. You could see it happening, but it hasn't happened yet. And then when it happens and you see it in yeah. black and white, it just affects you. And I was sitting there. Was it a Friday night? Is that what you said? It was a Friday night? 
Uh, yeah, it was a Friday night. And I'm pretty I, sure and, it was a Friday. You're right. And what I remember is I'm sitting there waiting for my food, the game's on, and the delivery drivers are coming in one by one to tell the owner, you see the Grom sign with the Rangers? You see the Grom <laughs> And the owner was a Met fan, and he was getting more pissed off with every delivery driver that came back to give him the news. <laughs> Did he threaten to beat him up like a dad? I heard. I heard. <laughs> You're fired. Right. I'll take it myself. I understand it, man. I was sitting there watching the Nets just destroy the Raptors, whatever, regular season game. And my phone explodes. Like, it's just, it's beeping, it's it's, it's doing every, every sound you can imagine. And when I saw that in black and white, hmm. I didn't cry, but I was close. <laughs> I'm a baby. I was close. And I looked at it. This whole conversation about crying in sports, and you didn't even mention this. Because I didn't cry. I was close. I didn't cry. I was very close. Maybe, I, maybe there was a little bit of a tear that came out. I don't remember. But I stared at my phone. I forgot the Nets were even playing. And at some point, I'd say within 10 minutes, I was like, what the hell am I doing here? I'm not even, wa- I'm not even yeah. watching. Yeah. Especially because uh, it was a blowout. No, no yeah. I had nothing to do with a blowout. But it still, it was. <laughs> I mean, they were by 20. It's the NBA. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? That's a good point. And I, it's funny. I went in the car. I'm despondent. And I'm listening to the radio. And the Nets are slowly blowing this lead. Oh, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like, are they literally going to do this? And it would be such a minor thing compared to DeGrom. Yeah. And did they? They held on and won. All right, so. But I was so At dis- least you got that. Leading yeah. score the night, Kyrie Irving. Great. That makes me feel so much better. Mm. Let's go to Mark in Teaneck, New Jersey. How are you, Mark? I, I listen, Evan, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> no. <laughs> well there is, though, unfortunately. You guys are so funny. I can't keep up with you. I'm an old-timer, and you guys are just going from subject to subject. So I have to go back a half hour ago. Tiki, you were talking about Belichick. He had a cup of coffee with the Jets in 2000. Yes. (laughs) We're well aware. Yes. (laughs) And something happened. And why? Let me ask you something. Everybody in the NFL knows there's something going on with this franchise, and Mm -hmm. everybody in the league knows. So why, why would he want to come back? Why would he want to come back in his right mind and go? All right, well, guys? first of all, let, let's address this. Right now, yes. Bill Belichick. Just, let's just reset this. So Bill Belichick yes. has been trying. We've been. I've thought that he's going to sign with Atlanta to be their next head coach. I know this because the Atlanta Falcons were very motivated to get Bill Belichick. When he became available, it was no-brainer. He had two interviews right away. It's the only team he's interviewed with. But something interesting has happened over the last 10 days. There have been a lot of other guys getting multiple interviews. And so the question is, what happens if he doesn't get this Atlanta job? And we speculated he's not coaching in 2024. But that sets up 2025. Yes. Where the Giant and or Jet job could be available. It sets up an opportunity if things fail with Sala, if things fail with Dable, that Bill's right there. Let me address his answer because his point is, hey, Bill didn't want to work for Woody. Let's mm. go back in history. When Bill resigned as the HC of the NYJ, NYJ, He explained why in the press conference. I actually went back and watched it a few weeks ago just to refresh my memory about what he said. Oh, yeah? He didn't like the uncertainty of an ownership change. Okay, that was his answer. And he experienced it in Cleveland. We all know what happened there. Yep. And he didn't want to experience the uncertainty of an ownership change. It's hard to blame him. I mean, it's a bad experience in Cleveland. Totally get it. Horrible experience in Cleveland. Look what ended up happening. They moved. I mean, literally. They moved to Baltimore. And so that was Bill's answer. A few weeks later, he signs with Bob Kraft. The rest is history. He runs the New England Patriots. I know that Bill doesn't have warm, fuzzy feelings for the Jets. But here's what I know about Bill Belichick. At least what I think I know about Bill Belichick. He wants to be the winningest coach in the history of this sport. And he's close. And he's right there. And I wonder, with what's gone on this offseason, how many teams are afraid to hire an older head coach? Yeah. And so... if the Jets have an 8-9 and nine season, uh, an underachieving year, and Aaron Rodgers says, hey, I'm still committed to the franchise, but I don't think Robert Sala's the answer, could this be something a year from now that makes sense? Why the hell not? Yeah, and and look, if you know at least you're getting two years because he's 15. Uh, 15 so, from passing, 14 fi- from time. Yeah, 14 to tie, 15 to pass. I, I mean, could he win 15 games in a 17-game season? Maybe, but it's unlikely. No, this is combined, though, Shula, playoff and regular season. Yeah, but still, you're not doing. Okay. You're not. You're likely not doing it unless you get unless you win the Super Bowl, and that's three. He extra needs games. a couple of years to break the record. So, that's so it's, the point. It's probably two years that right. he's going to be coaching. And if you're a team like the Jets, who have a a ready to win skill position group, you just need to do the offensive line, a quarterback who probably is on the exact same timeline. 
Doesn't that make sense? Well, that's why I wouldn't be afraid of it. I mean, that's why. As a Jet. The Giants is a little bit different. The roster still needs to be built a little bit. But my only point today is not that the Jets are firing Robert Sala. They're not. Or the Giants are fired. They're not firing anybody. It's that Bill sitting out a year is good. Because now all of a sudden your backup plan is sitting right there. And as a year goes by without a job and Bill's only getting older, Mm -hmm. I don't know. If he has any past issues with the New York Jets, maybe he says, screw it. I just want to win and coach. So I am keeping an eye as a football fan on this Bill stuff. A, because I'm fascinated. Right. It's Bill Belichick. It's the greatest head coach of all time. And the fact that it hasn't happened is just its just baffling. It is baffling, especially because Atlanta's interviewing so many different people. By the way, I got this beard comb. Uh-huh. It's making my beard feel better. <laughs> so I apologize if I've been combing too much throughout the show. I know we're on TV now. Hello, SNY. I apologize. It like it's all good. It makes me feel better. It's like sucking your thumb when you're a little kid. No, it looks like he's petting a cat. <laughs> Is that what it looks like? Because yeah, I, I have to be honest. I want to be very honest with all of you guys. I'm getting sick of the beard. Mm. And I understand I made a commitment. As long as Pete Alonzo has not been extended by the New York Mets, I'm going to continue to grow this beard out. Save me, Pete Alonzo. Yeah. You're my grow- only hope. He is my only hope, bud. <laughs> I said to you guys a few days ago, think of an out. Think of something I need to do that would at least... I don't know, make it like I did enough and the beard could go away. You don't have to say anything now, a little bit later on, because I told you this guy three days ago. We're going to do this today. We're going to give you Today, I need ideas on what you all would accept. Because your wife is sick of it also. My wife is a little sick of it. Mm. And you know what? I got news for you. As much as you may not think it's true, she's the freaking boss. (laughs) All right, never watch a Jet game the rest of the day. And you're asking why I left the game early. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a very good point. Let's go to Gio in Brooklyn. How are you, Gio? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. Uh, Tiki, I just want to just say this. You are one of the greatest players I've ever seen. Thank you, dude. In the NFL. However, dude. I got a however. I didn't get a but. I got a however. got a however. (laughs) However. However, (laughs) Tiki, you said you wanted to have a night out with the guys. You should have planned accordingly. You never leave your guys stranded, whether it's a minute, two minutes. At the end of the day, it's a night out with the guys. It's a basketball game. So what? You said, I wanted a night out with the guys. I was hanging out with the fellas. There was no reason for you to leave early. Dude, that was a night out with the guys. Yes, there was. I'm a married man. I'm a married man. 15 years. Okay. I travel. I drive for a living. Okay? You should have planned accordingly, buddy. I did. You already know what the deal is. I double dip, man. Night out with the fellas. Why why are you killing me for double dipping? Double dip. Because, listen, it's a night out with the fellas. I even bought a beer for Loogie. Listen to me. I get it. You bought a beer. I get it. You wanted a double dip, but Tiki, let's get this. I mean, I don't know. You're, you're, You're a celebrity, so I don't know how many nights you get out with the fellas. But I know for a fact. Oh, I, hey, dude, I, I don't go out with the fellas. I, I, okay, so I just I'm, don't. I go, when Evan asks me, that's what I go out. Right now, which proves my point right now. If I get a night out with the fellas, she's on hold. I don't care <laughs> what it is, oh, what show. Oh. Listen to me. DVR, so Gio is listen, the boss. Gio no, no, it's is not the being boss. a boss. It's not being a boss. It's having boundaries. This <laughs> is what it is. There's DVR. There's all these... Uh, what, what y'all said yesterday? Streaming, streaming, all the, stream, one, all the streaming all services. The stream, Hulu's one of the number one things on television. Listen, dude, it's a night out with the fellas. <laughs> We're going to go all the way. This is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my Gio right there. I mean, he kind of <laughs> nailed you, bro. Come on, man. Here's the problem with Gio's argument. Not only does he think Tiki shouldn't leave early, he thinks Tiki should come with you guys to the strip club after until about four <laughs> exactly. in the morning. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. <laughs> We're yeah. going streaking! That Evan couldn't wait to get home. No, that's <laughs> true. Absolutely. But my wife knows that there are certain nights. My like wife I, has no idea when you get home. No, no, but she's sleeping. You're right, but there are certain <laughs> she's nights. She's waiting for you to watch True Detective. No, no, but hold on. There are boundaries. Like tomorrow night, uh-huh. the New York Knicks are playing the defending reigning NBA champion Denver Nuggets. The are Brooklyn Nets are playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Top seed in the West. Which one are you going I'm to? not going either. Because there are boundaries. And my wife knows, you got your game this week. You're going to come home. Mm. You're going to be a good husband. But here's the exceptions. She also knows there are certain games you're going to be there. So I'll give you an example. Next night. No. Hmm. Next Wednesday night. Okay. I'm going to be in Brooklyn. And she knows I'm going to be in Brooklyn. She going with you? 
She is coming with me. <laughs> there you go. Because she knows it's that yeah, look important. Look at her trying to be a badass over here. Well, it's she, a, it's a, I'm going to that game. <laughs> She's coming. If I hadn't asked, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have told us she was going well, with Well, she you. is coming. She don't come to weeknight games, but she knows it matters and it means something. And you have no idea why. And neither does anybody. Why does next is it Wednesday or Thursday? Why does next yeah. Wednesday matter? I know why. Yeah, he knows why. Because they're playing the Phoenix Suns? Because they're playing the tall man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I just guessed that. And by the way, <laughs> ask Kevin why his wife's coming with him. Because it had nothing to do with Kevin Durant. My wife's coming with me because it's an 8.30 tip, so we have time to do a little date night. <laughs> a little dinner <laughs> first. Uh, little dinner. By the way, suddenly no tune in the car that night. Right. <laughs> right. No tune in that night. Go smash into that hole right there. <laughs> right. Scott's in Connecticut. Hey, Scott. Scotty. What up, Scott? Yeah, you know, I got a funny story about leaving a game early. Yes. Little backstory. 2000 yeah. World Series. The World Series in in New York on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I'm a school teacher. I have to be at work at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, yes, geez. you're talking about the World Series between the Mets and Yankees. Before you continue, also, he's talking about the freaking 2000 World right, Series. Go right. ahead. I also live 90 miles away. I don't care. Ooh, wow. Okay. So, my wife's in a boot, and it's Game Five. I say. All right, uh, Royals go up, get five runs in the 12th. I said, all right, let's go down to the lower section, and as soon as the game's over, we'll jump in the car, we'll get on the highway right away, we'll be home in an hour and a half. So she's in a booth. She takes an elevator. She gets out of the elevator, she's outside the stadium. She can't get back in. I'm still watching the game. I don't take the elevator because I'm watching the game. I say, I'm not leaving. Dude. I'm not leaving. (laughs) I go to the edge of the the stadium, I throw her my keys. She sits in the car, waits for the game to get over. Are you kidding? <laughs> and you know what's crazy? What's crazy? He's talking about the 2015 World Series right. against Kansas City, and we ended up getting blown out in extra innings to the point where it was me and Royal fans at City Field. Like, yeah. people left that game. And so he should have left. No, I commend him. Oh. You got to stay to the bitter end. It's game five of the World Scott. Series. You're a, you're a real man, Scott. Scott. Did you sleep on the stoop or did you sleep in your bed? Oh, I slept on the couch. Yeah, I was gonna say. I understand that that's commitment. Dude. Uh, yeah, but that would, would did not would not go over. He well. also named the end of a season, like Game Five of the right. World Series. This is it. Like it's it's done. Yeah, it's over. And I commend him because I'll never forget that night. That night is obviously a game the Mets blew. We all remember how Terry Collins kept Matt Harvey in too long, mm-hmm. and then things got ugly in extra innings where the place emptied out. Yeah. Like I'll never forget. It was all Royal fans at City Field. And I commend Scott. He was there with me. And not for seven other people. Here's why I don't commend Scott. It's game five of the World Series. You know it's do or die. Your wife's in a boot. She can stay home now. Bring her <laughs> don't bring God, her. God, do listen. Oh, that's, Your that's, wife's that's in a evil. boot versus the Brewers in July. And like, all right, I get it with the crowds. This is what I'm at a full house. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to your wife. She's in a boot. That's stay home time. She's got to stay home. You bring well, somebody else. If she wanted to maybe, go, maybe it's game she's, five of the maybe World she's Series. she's as big, as, as big a fan as he is. No, if she's as big a fan, then he's not sleeping on the couch because he wanted to stay through extra innings. Yes. The no, end no, of the no, 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 no. He's sleeping on the couch because he said he was going to meet her, and then they were going to leave because they were, they were losing. And then he didn't meet her, and so she left, and now she's stuck outside. Okay. Well, again, she shouldn't have to get to the elevator early. It's a World Series. You sit in your seat and wait for the game. That's she's right. got a freaking boot on. Don't, don't go to the she, she could have been a huge game. fan. If you got to leave early, I don't care what the point for a World Series game. If that boot is a problem, so that's this, the game this to skip. Is, this is this is this is the root of a lot of issues in marriages. I'm going to break it down right now. Communication. All you got to do, gentlemen, is tell the intent. I agree. Tell your intent. Just be honest. Just say what you plan on doing. I'm staying till the very and, end, honey. And, and it's it, it's better for her to be mad early than to be mad later. That's good advice. The early mad. It's it's mitigatable. The later, man, you're sleeping oh, on the couch. That's There's, a very good point. There's nothing worse than three months later, man. What do you mean? We're still talking about this? <laughs> no, you right? can also just tell her like it is. Go kiss ass. <laughs> that, do you ever do that? No. Never. You ever put your foot down? Never. <laughs> I'm going to Nick's Nets and I'm, I'm staying. Imagine him telling his wife last night over True Detective, go kiss ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one-point game, on. I got to stay. She'd say, you can kiss my ass with my pants on. <laughs> Leaves the jar of peanut butter out next to the dog. <laughs> Let's go to Tom in Forked River. Hey, Tom. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing today? We're good, I'm dude. Good. What's up? Uh, real, I mean, three things. Not to break down a list here, but I wanted the main thing is uh, how you can get out of this this, this beard that you're growing. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing, real quick, is Belichick going to the Jets next year. 
I can't even think about it. I'm still pissed. I, I, I don't even want to think about the Jets right now. I'm still so mad about what happened. Oh, you're pissed about the, like, the, re- the season? Yeah, I'm uh, still pissed. Oh, I know, geez. Tiki. I know. I know. I'm still pissed. Well, you know, Tom, let me over. defend you, Tiki. I, or Tom, this Jets season yeah. is pound for pound the most disappointing season in the history of the franchise. And so That's I get it because I'm still angry too yeah, sometimes I'm when still, I think about I mean, what I'm happened. I'm still pissed about the fake fight. The second thing is, real quick, um, it's February downtime, so at some, part, at some point I'd like for you to revisit the fact that you agree with me that Kyle Ripken was a fraud. And, and the third thing wow. is you could get out of shaving. You could shave this beard, but if you want to shave the beard, I think you'd also have to shave your head at the same time. Oh, Listen, I, I respect your idea. Oh. It has been duly noted. Have and you I, ever been bald? I've never been bald. Not since you were a baby. Ever since I was a baby. I think I actually came out with hair. I think when I was a baby, I actually had big red orangey huh. hair as I popped out. Mm. True story. Look, I'll take your advice under advisement, but I have left it to Tiki and Sean and Loogie for something fair. Because here's the truth. I'm never, I can promise you this, I'm not walking in here with a shaved beard just because I felt like it. Like, I will never renege on my promise that I will continue to grow this beard until Pete extends. But what I would do, and I've worn this for a while, Mm -hmm. is that there's going to come a day where this beard is the bane of my existence. (laughs) And if you're watching on SNY, you can see it. I'm Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, it's bad. But you know what the good thing is about your beard? Mm -hmm. Because you just turned 40. Thank you. There's no white in your beard. Very few. I got a few. I got a few ones. Yeah, it's a couple. Got a couple. It's not noticeable. I understand that. My I'm... brother has a full, has a beard now because he wants to differentiate himself from me. In fact, his Hall of Fame bust has a beard on it, so <laughs> nobody will confuse him with me. It is white, dude. Yes. It's like all white. I get you. And I'm like, man, you look old. <laughs> no, I mean, look. You see... <laughs> I get you. You look, you look young with but, your beard. And I, and I know, like, I've gotten a lot of compliments about the right. beard, and I appreciate that. I hate it. It feels like a bird's growing in here. <laughs> I don't like it. So I will only cut it if I can make a deal. Like, I'm a deal maker. You know, I make a deal. I make a fair deal. I make a fair deal for everybody. Okay. So if I ever get to the point where there's an agreement, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I guarantee to this audience, I'm not just going to walk in and shave it. I'm a dog. Right. Like, dog kind of did that with the Diamondbacks. He said he'd quit. Then he didn't quit. Then he made a deal with Howard Stern about being naked in the street or something, and he never did it. Never I, did got, I can promise you this. I'll make a deal. I'm not just going to shave it, but I'm telling you right now, I hate so this. So me uh, and Sean and Lugie got to come up with some something. How about this one? Sex tape released publicly. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we'll come back. I'll hear some of your ideas. <laughs>